Isn't that amazing? I think quite often maybe we hear that so many times that we actually forget quite how amazing that is. But we're going to take some time out of our busy lives this evening to just refocus on that and remind ourselves of the amazing love that God has for us. If you don't know me, I'm Hannah. I'm the worship intern here. Um, And you might have been here about a month ago now, I think, when I last spoke. And that was on Mark's Gospel. And what it means to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him. So I guess that was quite an inwards-focused talk. And today is going to be a little bit more of an outwards-focused talk. So what it looks like to others when we have that spirit of discipleship inside of us. But before we get to that external perspective, I just want us to skip back to the beginning of 1 John 3. And in verse 1 it says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. I really love the use of the word lavished in the NIV. Is that, not, is that a great word? I think that's a great word. And I think it's really significant as well. You know, it doesn't just say, see what great love the Father's given to us, he's shown to us. It's lavished upon us. And that's, that's such a big word. It's a very extravagant word. And I looked up what it means, and that is to bestow something in generous or extravagant quantities. I kind of have these connotations of that kind of Christmas feast, you know, where you're on the kind of slightly uncomfortable side of full, that kind of thing, you know. It's not that average kind of dessert or that average kind of meal. It is that extravagant, over-the-top Christmas feast. And that is the kind of love that God has for us, that God has for you. And I don't just mean you or us corporately, but actually us individually and I wonder how that sits with you when I say that this evening it might be that you're sitting there and you're like yeah I've had this all already I know it all already in which case my question to you is do you know that in your head or do you know that in your heart because there's a difference you know perhaps we know the father's love and his lavish love in our heads but we haven't quite made the transition yet to our hearts and maybe you're sitting there this evening and you're thinking actually I don't know that at all I don't see that love in my life you know maybe he has that lavish love for the person over there or the person over there but he he doesn't have it for me is God really interested in me and the answer is a resounding so loud louder than I could ever be yes And that love is not conditional on anything. This lavish love, it's not not adequate, it's not just, you know, it's just okay. It's lavish, it's extravagant, it's over the top, it's more than we could ever need. It's limitless, it's abounding. And I think quite often we think that that love is conditional upon something. Perhaps we think if only... I could do more if I could be better than he would love me like he loves that other person. But that's just not the case. It says in that verse 1, See what great love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God. 
He doesn't say so that we could be called a student or a parent, and all of those things are great, but that's not where our identity lies. None of that is going to make God love us any more than he already does, because our identity lies in the fact that we are children of God. And God loves you so much, lavishly, outrageously, because you are his child. So I think it's only by encountering and experiencing that lavish love that we receive from the Father that we can then go about giving that to our brothers and sisters. And we are told that we should love like Jesus loved. And quite often, I think, it's so easy, isn't it, to give the love that we receive, perhaps the love that we've seen from our parents or our friends in our relationships. And that becomes the kind of love that we give to others. It says in that video, someone hurts someone and that someone hurts others, hurts others, hurts others. And we get into this cycle that we see, and we don't have to go very far to see it, that we get into this cycle where we're returning the love that maybe is that kind of adequate, okay kind of love. But God says to us, no, that's not what I want you to do. I want you to show the extravagant, lavish love that I sent. God so loved the world that he sent his only son for you, for each and every one of us. And that's that's the kind of love that he wants us to show to our brothers and sisters. And he says that he wants us to show the love that Jesus showed. So why don't we just take a second to kind of look at what that actually is. How did Jesus show love in the Bible? We see it and we can probably right now recount endless things that we can think of. He healed the blind out of love. He fed the hungry out of love. All of these different kind of things. But I think for me, the greatest show of love, and one of the greatest shows of love is in the Lazarus story in John 11, where we, Jesus comes along and he sees that Lazarus has died and he sees Mary and Martha absolutely distraught. And we get the shortest verse in the Bible. Jesus wept. Jesus wept. You know, he didn't just, there wasn't just a kind of tear, and you know, then he brought out his superhuman powers and made everything better. But just in that moment, Jesus wept. And I think it's there that we see just how fully human Jesus was. You know, not just in the the physical elements and having our skin and having hair, but actually in all of those emotional things as well. He felt like how we feel. He had those same emotions, those same struggles. And isn't that just so encouraging that we are taking the lead from someone who was fully human? Fully human. And doesn't that suddenly make this crazy, lavish love seem more possible? Because we're taking the lead from our almighty saviour, who was fully human. And he didn't just so love to the people it was easy to love, or that people would look at and be like, oh yeah, it makes sense why he loves those people, or the people who even loved him back. It says in Matthew 5.46, if you love those who love you, what reward will you get? Jesus loved and loved absolutely everybody. We see in the story of Peter when Peter denied Jesus three times. And what did Jesus do? He loved him more. 
And that's what he does, you know. Sometimes we fall short, but he loves us all the same. And there's nothing that we can do that's going to make him love us any less. And I guess then the question to us is, how do we transfer that? You know, when we get hurt, then are we returning that back? Or are we loving the people who it's hard to love? And it's not, you know, it's not easy to love. But he doesn't want us to feel rubbish about this. You know, yes, we fall short, but actually God says, I love you all the same. And I don't want you to love out of a, you know, an obligation or because you feel guilty about something. God loves you regardless of what you do or what, what you do for him. Quite often we feel like we have to do so much for him in order for him to love us. But actually, that's, that's not the case. But it is out of having this love for our Father that makes us want to love our brothers and sisters. It's out of this life lived of worship. You know, worship isn't just the songs that we sing on a Sunday. It's so much more. It's our whole lives. And living our lives in a way that is honouring to God and where we put him at the forefront. It's almost like we're this cup that's overflowing And it's like this love for our brothers and sisters just can't be contained. It's like it's not even a choice, and that's what we strive for. And yes, it's it's such a journey, and maybe we never get there, but all God wants us to do, and maybe that's all tonight's about, it's planting the seed and being like, yes, God, I want to give this a go. I want to give it a go in loving my brothers and sisters in the lavish, outrageous way that you love me. And I think quite easy it can be easy for us as Christians to, to kind of, you know, sit back because we get this amazing privilege, and it is, it's such a privilege and such a blessing to experience God's love in our lives, this outrageous, lavish love. But maybe some of you here tonight don't know that love. And maybe you know friends, family, other people that you've met that don't know that love. I love how it says in that video, be kind always, because the chances are there's somebody else who's having a worse day than you. And doesn't that make you think, you know, we we walk around with this understanding, or at least some understanding of this lavish love, but maybe our brothers and sisters, our friends, our work colleagues don't know that. And I know that a lot of you have a heart for evangelism here tonight. And what more is at the heart of mission and evangelism than love? What better way is there of sharing the gospel and the message that Jesus sent for us than just loving people? I remember when Steve Hughes came to pastor it, it must have been way back before um, Christmas now, actually. Um, and he said, um, your task isn't to convert Whitcomb, we're called to love Whitcomb. And that's, you know, that's our challenge. And we're told in this passage that we shouldn't just love in speech and in words, but we should love in actions and in truth. You know, and that second part is really challenging. So how do we actually love in, in action and also in truth? 
So I think we're all guilty of, and definitely I'm guilty of. I'm not standing up here and saying, you know, I've got it all sorted, and therefore I'm telling you how to be. Because that's not, we're all on a journey together. And we're on this journey to realizing that when we're showing this, or at least attempting to show this love for our brothers and sisters, we're trying to come at it from this aspect of truth. So I wonder if there's a time that maybe you've showed love in the hope that you'll get it back. Or you've showed love because that makes you feel good. But actually, God wants us to do it just because, you know, he compels us to do it and because we want to do it. And so we're on this journey to realize what it means to worship and to love, not just in words and in speech, but in actions and in truth. And so the very kind of simple but profound message is that God does have this outrageous, lavish, extravagant love for you. And I just want you to really refresh and to feel that afresh this evening. Perhaps you're at a stage where you just feel like you've been quite distant from that. But God wants you to feel that today. And he wants you to share that with your brothers and sisters. And that's quite challenging. And it's so easy to stand at the front here and to be like, oh, you know, this is what you need to do. Go and love your brothers and sisters and off you go. So that's not very helpful. And I think actually sometimes it's helpful to kind of take those baby steps and to think, okay, how do I actually do this? And so perhaps as I'm speaking, there's one person maybe two people, a group of people that are just on your mind, that maybe you feel, I don't really feel like I've showed love enough to that person, or, you know, I've loved, but only as far as that goes, you know. I love them so long as it doesn't, you know, get in the way of my finances, or so long as it, you know, doesn't make me not get to watch you senders on a Thursday night or something, you know, we put these limits on it. And perhaps there's somebody that you're just thinking, you know what, that was an opportunity I didn't take or I just didn't show them the love that I needed to at that time and that they really needed. So I'm just going to suggest if we just kind of get into like twos or threes, uh, just the people that you feel comfortable with, um, and just to maybe think about and to pray about um, if there's somebody or two people or a group of people that God's placed on your heart. Uh, You don't have to mention the name or be specific if you don't want, um, absolutely not, but just to kind of take this time out. um, And we can be accountable to each other in that as well. We're here supporting each other. And so why don't we just take a couple of minutes to just do that and think if there's somebody that God's placed on your heart in that area. So hopefully God has been stirring your hearts this evening and has maybe spoken to you about one person or a group of people. 
So I think it's just great for us to be accountable to each other with that. If if you really do feel like God might have placed um, something on your heart this evening, to just really honour that um, and to be accountable to each of us here. You know, if you've got a friend that you're like, actually, I'd really like to follow through with this, um, to be accountable to that. Um, and as well, if you, you know, have heard what I'm saying about God and the Father's love for you this evening and you just don't feel it or you just want to feel that afresh this evening and we're going to have the prayer ministry team out during worship so please just do take that opportunity and to pray with us I'll also be around if you'd like me to pray with you um, and just take that opportunity and it's just a a time out this evening and a real reflection so just before um, I play a song and a video I'm just going to say a prayer that's basically just going to offer this up to God. And if you feel like God has spoken to you in this, then I just ask that maybe you pray that in your head or out loud, whatever works for you. But if you don't, do not feel any pressure to, to pray that prayer. You can just sit there silently. Do not feel any pressure at all. But why don't we just close in prayer before um, turning our attention to the video. I thank you for your lavish love. I thank you that you love the world so much that you sent your only son. And Lord, tonight I pray that I will encounter more of you. That your love will meet me afresh this evening. Lord, I offer it to this person, or it might be for you, people that are on my heart. Lord, I pray that you will help me to look at the world through your eyes. Open my eyes to the things unseen and break my heart for what breaks yours. Lord, as I go out into the world, I pray that you will stir my heart to reach out to the lost, to the lonely, to the brokenhearted tonight. And to show that same lavish love that you have showed me and that you continue to show me. And Lord, I pray with this specific person or people that you will help me to put this into action today. That I will no longer be dormant and that I will reverse the cycle this evening. The day will be different, Lord. Help me to love like you have loved me. 